Hi, I'm Corey Hawkins. And I'm Jennifer Fox. And we are Curiously Conscious. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Leo full moon that's happening on February 16th, 2022 at 8.56 a.m. Pacific time or 11.56 a.m. Eastern time at 27 degrees, 59 minutes of Leo. Um, we've got a couple of aspects we're going to be talking specifically about the um, the fixed grand cross that's happening, the conjunction between Venus and Mars, and this beautiful sextile between uh, Uranus and, and Jupiter, and much more, much more. But of course, as always, how's it going, Fox? It's good. I'm like waiting for you to say, but wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there is. There's lots more. This is a big time uh, moon, I'm feeling. I feel like we're selling Gensu knives or something. Yes, but wait, there's more. And it cuts paper. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So you doing good? Yeah. It's just been a wackadoodle day. Today, Mars exactly trined Uranus. And it wasn't like a bad day. It just was like there were some curveballs and some weird stuff that happened. And it was just kind of like, where did that come from? So, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was kind of, it was kind of a strange day, but a very productive day. And I felt like, um, you know, I just felt like I was really getting organized and getting things, my ducks in a row, which is very Mars and Capricorn today. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't do Jack today. I went and met a friend of mine for lunch who does, um, property research i'm having her do some research for this this book i'm i'm trying to write um but other than that it's pretty uneventful day for me but these Don't aspects like you're doing, last Don't like you're doing something important yeah i suppose so i just didn't feel i mean you know it just didn't feel all that i out of the norm i guess so and i'm grateful for that i don't i don't really appreciate you know, too much Uranus in, in a day. So <laughs> I know, I think I like Uranus better than you do, but you like Saturn better than I do. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Today, uh, today was a good day. Today was a good day. Um, so let's talk about this Leo new moon that's coming up. Leo full moon, excuse me, pardon me. Yes. Um, so the first thing, yeah, that jumps out about this chart is that that big um, grand cross that's happening between <laughs> the moon and, and, and sun making an opposition and the nodes, south, north and south node making an opposition. And then they're all square to one another. Um, within, within like, you know, that's, like a within degree. one degree basically yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. pretty that's a pretty tight fixed grand cross so let's talk about yeah. fixed energy you want to talk about fixed energy sure you want me to talk about it or would you yeah, like yeah i want it? you to talk about it because you're the I plant lady and I, when i think I, of fixed energy i think of growing yeah things. yeah so there's three types of um like energetic modalities in astrology there's cardinal fixed and mutable mm -hmm. cardinal energy begins things cardinal signs are at the beginning of seasons so it's like an initiation type of energy it's it's new and and exciting fixed energy is where an idea or something that you're trying to manifest or or energy in general just takes root it becomes solid 
um, it's 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 the foundations that we build on is fixed energy and then mutable energy is the change that goes from one thing to the next so it's kind of in some ways like the act of dying a plant dies you know the plant analogy and then becomes compost and then is ready for the next cardinal thing so that's that energy so the the good thing about fixed energy is that it is stable um the bad thing about fixed energy is that it's stubborn stable. and immovable yeah it's it's, it's stable, stable right? yeah <laughs> stable is good i'm a fan of stable but stubborn i'm not so much or you know if you're trying to to make things move um fixed energy is it's gonna create resistance for you especially with something like a this grand cross that's happening so can i just say that i i i was suspicious of this <laughs> like several weeks ago when i was looking suspicious. at this and i pulled the chart for it but as you're talking i'm looking at my chart which is so strange because i think oftentimes i feel like even though i've been living with this chart for over 50 years <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm in denial. I am like the queen of denial when it comes to this chart. So this is happening on my, my moon is at 27 degrees and 46 minutes of Leo yeah. in my ninth house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is like right on my, my moon, right on my moon. So I'm just kind of like, okay, it's going to be okay. <laughs> It's going to be okay. Yeah, this is happening on my um, ICMC axis, yeah. right within within a degree. And I've, yeah, I've got some other heinous stuff going on that Venus-Mars conjunction that's going to be at 16 degrees, 56 minutes of Capricorn is conjunct my north node. Oh, and, is it really? Yeah, and the I Jupiter- I your north node was at 16 degrees of Capricorn. Yes, it's at 16 or no, it's 1557 or something like that. Dang. Yeah. And then uh, Jupiter is going to be conjunct my son when it sextiles Uranus. <laughs> so, which then, yeah. So, but that could be, be beautiful. Fun. That could be like a it, miracle. It really could. I, it really I could. Want or, you, I want you to expect miracle. That's what I want you to do. Consider okay. it. Consider it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. Because I'll you're do due. But you're due. You know, Uranus at this at, Uranus will be at eleven degrees eleven minutes at during this lunation. I uh, know it is eleven eleven. Isn't that fun? Isn't that sexy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Love it. So yeah. So tell me, what do you think about this Grand Cross? What does this bring to mind? Getting the sun and moon and the nodes involved. Well, if I'm looking at it from the perspective of the collective what i'm thinking of is you know the sun is an aquarius we're heading towards the age of aquarius and everybody's like oh we're here we're here it's like yeah technically we've got like another 120 some years before we get there technically but i mean ages don't turn over like that it's like you kind of you 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 kind of crescendo in and you day crescendo out so um we're still in that transitional phase right but um having the sun in there is really talking about um you know the future and of course that's what the north node is in taurus so the fact that they're squaring each other and in fixed energy you know taurus is about the things that we love and value it's ruled by venus aquarius is ruled by uranus and saturn and it's it's about doing the work 
and you know breaking down barriers you know it's about humanitarianism it, it for me it's just it having a grand cross at this moon says to me that we have a lot of work to do yeah, and there's like right before that um the the us's pluto exactly exactly and pluto not to get ahead of ourselves but pluto is quincunxing this moon and the moon the moon is to me represents you know the is in the fifth house of of fun and romance and play and it's like that's where we that's where we want to be that's where we that's where we want to get to and it's like we've got to we've got to transform we've got to transform i think the the way that we build things the way that we create things and structure things it has to be more inclusive it has to be more equitable for people and to me that's kind of what this grand cross is all about you've got all of this stuff that people you know in scorpio which is like dark and you know um you know in in regards to money and shadiness and sexuality and you know and that it's it's just kind of like all of this stuff has to come out and come up and be healed so we can move forward again in a more equitable society that you know includes everybody it still it still shocks me that we live on this planet that's so beautiful and has so many resources and there are so many haves and so many have nots and there's it's just it's just so shocking to me that we haven't solved that no i agree and then yeah this grand cross in it combined with that quincunx between the moon and pluto it's like the the north and south node getting involved are saying like the, we're on this continuum of growth right and then the moon quincunx pluto is like and there's a lot of discomfort so i think pluto the the when you talk about there being haves and have nots we that has to resolve itself we can't continue on like no, this or because- or we'll just there's it, there would be too much war and too much strife and, and we're killing the planet numbers. we're killing the yeah, planet we're running, we are this, this but a um, place that should be able to provide for everyone we're killing it yeah right? if, if we if we actually work with it properly but you know that quincunx to the moon is like and first we need to get over our our insecurity because it, it is insecurity that keeps us from sharing freely with each other we're afraid that one day we might not be taken care of so it's like that i agree with that but when i look at pluto in the 10th house of government and institutions and um you know uh, you know um what do i want to say i don't want to say police but like law and order it's like in order to i mean we're seeing all of these things where law and order is not working the way it's supposed to and and it's not just our country it's in many countries and it's just kind of like common sense people are just at the point where it's like you can't it's like we're all being fed all this crap for so long and all these common sense people are just like this is just not equitable it's not it's not but it's all fear-based and i think that's that but their regard they're in charge of it that 
that sector of the zodiac is the one that's in charge of it. And that's why Pluto's there doing his job. I mean, he is tearing it down and ripping it up. And it's it's creating fear on two different levels. It's creating fear for the people who don't want to change, even though it's an earth sign, it's cardinal sign, it's about change. And it's also creating fear for the people who want to change because it's just, you know, it's loggerheads right now. So I, I'm going to be really glad when we get past that 22 date in February and we start to get on the other side of that um, exactitude because it's going to be exact on the 22nd of February, that exactitude. And then, and then you know, it's going to come back across again and do that, but it's going to be in a different energy because it's going to be like, I always think of it when you have something to do that you hate like, you know, like if you have a, a, a surgical procedure or, you know, a dentist thing or something, and you're just like hating it, but you're just thinking, gosh, in 20 minutes from now, it's going to be over and I can be on the other side of it and, you know, I'm over it, you know, and you can start to heal and do, do your stuff and be normal again. And it's like, I feel like that with this and it's been building for so long and it's on my mercury. It's on your moon. It's just like, get off <laughs> yeah really well the analogy that comes to mind with that particular retrograde is I, the other day i was i was having to put in these really really long screws and i kept breaking them and then i looked up a video it's like you screw it in a little bit you take it out you screw it in a little bit you take it out and it's like every time you go back in it's easier so it's it's right. that's how this retrograde feels it's like screw it in take it out a little bit and then it releases all the wood that you just screwed through you screw it in again you back it out get this it's like that's what i see do you just kind of screw I'm sorry, it sorry i'm having like this <laughs> <laughs> I, I was watching this show on Netflix, which is a teenage <laughs> show, and I've never seen teenagers having so much sex in my life. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been a teenager, right. but I was like, it was it was a a show filmed in Spain, and of course, they were all speaking Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, but I do read subtitles, and I was just shocked. I was like, God, I mean, I'm sure that's what I was doing when I was a teenager too, but I was just like so shocked. That all they were doing well, was growing. Have you ever seen Riverdale, the show Riverdale? Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, they like they go to club. They like drink. I'm yeah. Like, she having that fucking cocktail? It's like she's seventeen. Well, but all the kids <laughs> that are on that show are in, were in their twenties, right? But I'm just thinking. Well, my, yes, but seven. like in the show, they're still in high school, and they're right. having like she's sipping on but a martini. These are like, like European weird. kids, and they are naked, and you're just like. I mean, I know it's not a big deal to be naked in Europe because I've been in Europe and I was shocked about how naked they are. But I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, when you were talking about that, it just reminded the me of that. Yeah. Because I, just, I remember I was like making dinner and I was trying to watch it and read the subtitles because I don't speak Spanish. And um, I just was like, every time I looked over, somebody was having sex. I was like, oh my God, is that all they do? <laughs> so yeah, same situation, different yeah. context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that this grand fixed cross is going to be um Grand with us? I really think it's bad though because it's like the you know, Uranus trying uh Jupiter. I think that's potentially really great. I don't know about Mars conjunct Venus. I thought a lot about this today and I oh, read a lot about ooh. it. I like it. I I like it. I don't dislike it. I think that yeah. a lot of it is going to depend on where it shows up in your chart. That's but, true. Um, That's true. Uh, you know, and what, how it's aspected in your chart, because, you know, I, conjunctions alone 
don't necessarily occur to me as particularly good or bad. They just occur as very energetic. It's like plugging mm -hmm. something in. So, you know. Well, here's what I think about that. I mean, to me, that's yin and yang energy. And the thing that I like about that in Capricorn, even if it's like some, if Capricorn's ruling something else in your chart, the thing I like about that is Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So he's like big man on campus. And Venus is like, God, it's just like the show I just watched on Netflix. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> because it's like this really rich kid named Aries moves in next door. His brothers are Aramis or Artemis and Apollo. So all the kids are named after Greek gods, but she's in love with Eris. Well, it's Aries, but they pronounce it Aries in Spanish. But anyway, so she falls in love with him, but she's just like some kid who, or, you know, she's like some poor kid who lives next door. Why they live next door to a mansion that only would happen in an old European country where everybody lives on top of each other. But anyway, but the whole point is she, it's like a Cinderella story, right? So Venus in Capricorn is all about, I've leveled up. I'm looking fine. I've got my shit together. My money is like in the bank. This is very like Beyonce, right? So it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, you're gonna, you're gonna meet me where I'm at. So it's kind of like, I think it's like yin and yang at their, at their, it's like passion backs, right? It's like that kind of energy mm. in Capricorn. Now, again, okay. it does depend on what house this is in, in your chart. But this is very like, you know what? We're married, but we're also a corporation and we make a lot of money. <laughs> Touching. So I think it could be really great depending on where it's at in your chart. I think if it's in your second house, which is in my second house, so I'm thinking cha-ching, cha-ching. But you know, eighth house could be really good. I mean, it could it could be good in any house, really, but I would think particularly um, in Capricorn, it's going to be more about getting ahead. Mm -hmm. And with, with that trying, even though it's five degree orb, with that trying to Uranus, to me, that says there's, there, there are opportunities that could show up that are just completely um, not even in your, not even in your mirror right like not even there um somebody that i know uh recent well i shouldn't say recently a year ago they inherited this like old monastery in europe it's so crazy and it was like they ended up moving the whole family there because of covid and they, she inherited this thing and it was kind of like a big albatross. They didn't know what to do with it. But in a year, they've completely transformed this monastery into like a hostel. And it's beautiful. They, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of kitschy, you know, it's like built in the sixties and late, you know, fifties, sixties. And they've, they've like painted it and just kind of updated it, but kept the kitsch and they have people come and stay there. They have a grotto, they've got you know, they've got like a chapel in there. So it's kind of like a destination yeah. for people who are, you know, kind of like on a spiritual journey. And it's like, if you would have like a year ago, you know, they were out of work, they, they didn't know what to do. And then they ended up, you just never know where you're going to end up. That's very Uranus. 
right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm looking forward. I think I think I'm looking forward to this energy. I mean, we're already in it, but once Venus comes in, she's gonna bring the stuff. She's mm. gonna bring the thing. She's gonna bring the beauty, right? So I don't know. It could be really cool. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I don't know. I don't I think maybe because we've been so kind of stuck for the last couple of years i kind of welcome any kind of really major uranus uh action <laughs> yeah and since uranus is sextiling um you know jupiter and will be for several days around this moon i i kind of am digging that and i love i mean i don't know how are you doing with jupiter in in pisces i'm i'm kind of loving it um i, I don't know <laughs> this yeah. past six six weeks since my dad passed away has been weird i mean i don't really know it's not been bad necessarily or good it's it's been very introspective time um i would expect jupiter to be more fun yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah yeah i don't he's he's gonna be on my mars during this lunation so that could yeah, be going to be conjunct my my son within like 30 minutes or something. Yeah. Oh, so cool. that should be interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of digging, I'm kind of digging this Jupiter on my Mars kind of thing, you know, sextiling Uranus who's trining Mars. I'm kind of, it's kind of weird energy. It's kind of like all over the place. I feel like I'm like, poo, 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 you know, but I'm kind of also like, it's kind of exciting after having such a boring life for the last two years. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I Uranus has been good to me this year. I mean, you got to come visit at my house, my new house. And that was very Uranus. That was so Uranus, right? So Uranus. So, you know, it just it's like little surprises all the way around the the, the time you know it's little nice little surprises so i'm, I'm digging that i'm digging that energy but yeah. when you have a grand cross and fixed energy i for me it kind of makes me it kind of makes my rebel come out i feel like don't box me in literally right do not try to box me in so it's going to be interesting especially since the moon's going to be conjunct my moon and it's in my ninth house my spiritual house and there's part of me that just really wants to get the heck out of dodge and like just leave like leave the country and just go someplace far away and be on a beach or you know climbing a mountain somewhere but interestingly enough i got an offer for somebody to pay my way to go to um as a gift to to travel uh around the greek islands on a on a cruise ship oh. and i i was surprised at my response which was thank you no and because i i i am not vaccinated i would have to get vaccinated and i'm i'm deathly allergic to a lot of weird stuff and so um i'm i'm that's one of the reasons i'm hesitant to get it but not only that i would have to do that and then i would have to be on a boat stuck on a boat it's not like a huge cruise ship but i'm not a great cruiser it's not a good thing no for me. yeah i i'm not a big fan of cruises either i uh, 
I get really and they're just they're giant petri dishes right now. I might yes. get sick. Yes, and like they're just, and the reason the reason is they're really cheap right now because they're trying to get people to get back to cruising. So yeah, no, you can get these crazy inclusive packages for like seventeen hundred bucks. They pay your they pay for your food, they pay for your flight, they pay for all this stuff. But then yeah, when you yeah. get over to Europe, it's like they won't let you disembark anywhere. Pretty much, you have to stay in a group. You have to test every day. You have to do all this stuff. And to me. I mean that the you know my spirit wants to go out there and do this but i'm like yeah i don't want to do it that way yeah yeah so, that doesn't sound there's the, there seems there's a lot of strings attached which makes it feel like that's not free i just want to be able to go and yeah do. i just want to i just want to like if i'm going to go see some ruins i want to go see some ruins i want to get out there i want to touch them I want to, I don't want to be in a group of people wearing masks. I don't want to do that. I want to sit down and meditate in a Grecian temple and, you know, talk to some gods and shit. I don't want to be doing that other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it sounds, it sounds so great. But then you're just like, is it really great? Is this really a great opportunity? <laughs> like that anytime anybody invites me anywhere like oh that sounds so fun but you'd have to leave the house Corey. shit <laughs> but you have to get out of your pajamas what oh yes hang out. <laughs> right i know i wish yeah. there was like a i can't wait till we can teleport you know or like you know like they do uh, on star trek because that will be so awesome because like i could I just know. teleport into your living room and yes, watch for a couple hours movies. Yes, right. We can, Just we can kick back. But as it stands, teleportation like destroys. It's a copying situation, so it destroys the original cells and just reproduces them. I'd be afraid that something would get lost in the process. Well, it's going to be a long time before they perfect me. that technology. I'm sure, but but I'm just like there are portals that people. Well, we won't go into that the ancient alien theory, but. There are portals everywhere and you have to get through them somehow. Maybe we just need a wormhole. I'm not, I don't know, but there you go. You know, we'll work on that. <laughs> We're building here with this, yes. you know, so it could be, it could be, but there's like, you know, there's some other interesting things that are going on. Um, yeah. Why don't yeah. you get into to the asteroid business? I know you were looking at that too. This wow, asteroids. Those asteroids are, they're, they're like, I love asteroids. They're like Ooh. crack for me. Right. So one of my favorite asteroids is Psyche because everybody knows about Psyche and Cupid. If you don't Google them, but Psyche is Psyche. The asteroid Psyche represents your soul. And so Psyche is in a grand trine with um, Mars and Venus and um, Uranus. And it's part of a shield or a kite which is a grand trine with a baby grand trine on top. So it's it's got a little baby grand trine with, with Jupiter on top. So it's really crazy, awesome energy. And Psyche's in um, Virgo, right? So there's like some sorting, right? This is like the Mary Poppins energy. And it's all about getting things where you want them to be. So it could be with this Uranus, Jupiter, you know, Venus, Mars energy. It's all about getting the things you want in, 
in, in the right place, getting things set up so that they're right for your soul. Right. So I love, I love that energy. I think that could be really cool. The moon is going to be um, trining Hecate, uh, who is going to be at 27 degrees of Aries. And of course, only four degrees away from Eris. And, you know, we've had so much energy going on with Eris. And this, of course, is going to be squaring Pluto. So there's some tension here. And I always think when we have Hecate involved, there's there's a choice to be made, right? Because we're having, she's the keeper of the crossroads. And because she's the crone, this is a decision that we're going to have to make with some maturity involved. Damn it. Right? Yeah, right. So, and because Eris is there, it's like, how are we going to be able to do that without, you know, effing it up with our anger? <laughs> right, right. That's It seems like there's a fine line there between um making a choice and making a mess yeah and i think it's going to be i think it's going to be uh definitely um i think there's going to be a i just think that's so much energy I, it almost feels to me more like a new moon than a full moon i don't know hmm. i don't know it looks like an earthquake to me <laughs> earthquake well <laughs> I, let's let's talk about leo though i mean this is happening in leo leo rules the fifth yes. house Mm -hmm. This is really close to Regulus too, a royal fixed star. Whenever you have a lunation that's close to a, a fixed star, particularly Regulus, the royal fixed star, he represents the king, you know, royalty, mm -hmm. Regulus. Um, he is definitely Leo the lion. Um, that, that increases the energy that is pumped into this moon. So I think for some people, myself included, probably since this is happening on my moon, I think this is really going to be an emotional release for a lot of people. And it could be that with all this fixed energy, there's going to be a lot of things that we don't want to change. And the squares from the grand cross could be just tension that, that forces us to like, it's going to be like holding up, you know, holding up things with our fingertips and it's like how long can we do it before we we break right kind of stuff yeah um when you consider that full moons are about letting go if you put that in the context of leo stuff some notes mm -hmm. i made here is like letting go of insecurity um is a big one and i think it's it's a it's harder to do than it sounds like it would be <laughs> i'm just gonna let go of my insecurities but yeah. you know, Leo is all about um, uh, vanity for one, um, and, and vanity is not necessarily a bad thing because vanity can actually have, be the thing that helps you take care of yourself. But in an extreme, it's a bad thing. And if when it goes to an extreme, it's usually caused by some kind of insecurity. We were talking about earlier how it's like you know we need to find a way to work together and work with this planet. And how have we not fucking figured that out yet? that's all about selfishness and self-centeredness, which can be a dark side of Leo, which is spawned from insecurity and fear. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a really good moon for letting go of your fears and your insecurities as far as both how you look and how you interact with one another, like realizing that we live in a world of plenty. I mean, ruled by the sun, the sun is the source of all things here on the planet. So it's like, Mm. there's this abundance available through Leo 
And then at a full moon time, it's like, okay, well, what gets in my way of experiencing that abundance? So no, it's also I, a good time, I think, to let go of romantic blocks because Leo rules the house of romance. And I think it's a good time to let go of creative blocks too. So if you are an artist or or are looking to expand on your art or get into art and you have things that are getting in your way for that, this full moon would be a good time to release those things too. So. And uh, one one other thing that I always love about Leo is that that ability, the thing I love about Leo, and I think I'm this way because my moon is in there. Like I always feel like a kid. Yeah. Like I never feel like my age ever. And I think because of that, I think I look younger than I am. And I certainly feel younger than I am. And I see people my age and I'm like, Jesus Christ, they're old. And I'm like, oh shit, they're younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the Leo, you know, the fifth house Leo is, is also about not just about children, but it's about finding, finding the youth in yourself and finding that, finding that fun and that wonder in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what, what gets in your way of being playful or experiencing that kind of exuberant joy? Uh, it would be my freaking Capricorn son who wants. Yeah, to well, exactly. But yeah. I mean, that's something to let go of this time around, or just to give. If you have it, give thanks for it. You know, give thanks for, you know, all of the joyous, playful moments I think that we have. Because this is happening in my ninth house, and Capricorn actually rules my second house. I am feeling very different about work these days than I did before. Like I used to be so ambitious and so driven by work and I do like to work. I do work a lot, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm working to live anymore. And I think that's one of the things I'm planning to give up in during this moon is I'm going to work to educate myself and to inform other people and to connect with others, but I'm not going to work because that gives me my identity because i don't i i think over the course of the last several years that started to fall away very much so for me like if you would have asked me um two years ago um uh, who, who to describe myself i would have described myself with work and i think a lot of people do that yeah no i think I, so too and i i'm i'm not i'm not doing that anymore and yeah, again back to the leo thing i i still don't know what i'm going to be when i grow up i'm i am <laughs> out yet i don't i think we should all just give that up like yeah. i think that it, it's it's a crap conversation there's no real answer to it and it's like what do you want to be when you grow up happy <laughs> like satisfied joyful you know like a doctor a lawyer that's crap i mean i was at lunch today i was talking to my friend karen and um talking about how my father retired four four months before he died oh he, like wor worked his whole life and i think on some levels like when he retired he, he was done yeah it's like well what now well, i don't want to deal with it <laughs> uh somewhere in his soul it was like let's let's just do this again somewhere else i don't want to deal with this <laughs> you know yeah. but you know it's sad to think that that he spent his whole life being something when he grew up, 
you know, and it wasn't happy necessarily all the time. It was being an executive and that's, that was his identity. Well, and I think so many people don't like, I, I think I might've told you this, but, um, I never, I think I was in my thirties before I actually experienced joy. And I don't know if you remember that really wackadoodle chiropractor who was across from Carrie's office in Bellevue. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't, I never had firsthand experience. He was, I don't even know what form of chiropractic he performed, but he would, he would not he would go into your energy field like he wouldn't like adjust you like a regular chiropractor would adjust you he would have you on a table and he'd have all these people in the room and he would go in there and a couple of times i'd look up and see what he's doing he was literally doing all this stuff with his hands like over the top of the people over their you know their their uh, chakra centers and he was doing all this and you could feel him working on you but he wasn't actually physically touching you he was working in your shot i don't know what matrix energetics i can't remember what it was called but anyway after i would go there for a session like there would literally be like 20 some people in the room and he'd just go around and keep working the room and it was kind of like the whole energy would build in the room and you would like benefit from the other people's chakras like aligning it was the craziest shit i've ever experienced but you would go out in the you would go out and sit and have a glass of water while you kind of let it all soak in and his wife who is australian would come and work with you on breathing and she would do this stuff but i remember once i was just i i literally it took me like an hour and a half to drive across the bridge because bellevue to seattle at the end of the day is not a good commute um, no. everybody's trying to go back to the city, but I didn't care. I was like high as a kite. And I remember asking her, I said, I don't, I don't, she said, well, tell me, tell me how it feels. And I was like, I don't know. I've never experienced this before. And I, I kind of was telling her, I was like, it's like walking through a field full of like sunflowers and the sun is shining and the birds are humming and it's just beautiful out. And she said, it sounds to me like you're experiencing joy or maybe happiness. And I was like, son of a bitch, I'm experiencing joy for the first time in my life. And I have never, I didn't know what it was because I had never had it before. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And I've had it a few other times, but joy is not a place that I'm at a lot. I mean, I'm happy, I'm content, but I'm not in joy zone a lot. I'm not in joy zone yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I, would, I, I think there are probably people who can experience joy much more frequently than, than myself. But when I ha but now when I do experience it, I recognize it. And I'm just like, oh yeah, this is just <laughs> having a little joy moment here. It's pretty good. A joy, yeah. Yeah interesting yeah i wish i had checked them out carrie was a trip wow she was such a but, trip i think she went back to her planet she, I, I don't think, think you're she, right I think, she, I think she's off world at this time but she weren't she weren't from around here <laughs> she was not she was i mean you know i know i've i've seen other people talk about like having experiences with extraterrestrials she had to have been an extraterrestrial i've never met anybody like her i've never seen anybody with like, her eyes she had the craziest eyes they were so amazing 
and she just had incredible healing abilities. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was such an interesting experience that we yes, both got to she, share. And then she just disappeared. Got on a rocket <laughs> ship and went back home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what else? <laughs> so, do you, crazy. But I literally feel like she was an alien from outer space. I feel like yeah, she no, was, she she was otherworldly. That's for sure. I don't yeah. know either that or she got sucked through a portal to somewhere. I don't know, but she was yeah, she was amazing. She was amazing. Okay, so really quickly, so mm-hmm. Carrie owned this business called Dermographics in Seattle, which was like a tattoo place. But yeah, she, she did uh, makeup. I think makeup ta- permanent makeup. Yes, but she was this teeny weeny little tiny little beautiful creature with a shaped head and mm-hmm. she had the most amazing eyes and she had this giant Quan Yin tattooed on her back and you would go in there and she had like like origami birds and stars and stuff hanging from the ceiling and you get on the table and she would do energy work on you and it would just be like amazing yeah and it was, she would transport you elsewhere it's she like, was crazy awesome yeah. and then she came to my house because I had a ghost in my house and she released the spirit. And I had two little Yorkies at the time, Oliver Twist and Stuart Little, who were the barkiest dogs in the United States of America. <laughs> and when she came to the door, we had a glass front on our door in our old house. We had like an old, like a hundred year old craftsman. She walked up to the house and looked through the window and the dogs walked over. They did not bark. The only person in the in the history of their lives that they did not bark at. They just sat there and looked at her. And I was like, oh my God, she's here. And they're like, not barking. And she walked in and she introduced herself to the dog, still not barking. And she's like, Don't tell me. I'll go find, I'll go find this person where this person is, a spirit. So she's walking through the house and she's humming and toning and she's got these little symbols and she's and all of a sudden i hear everything stop and she was in the kitchen where we were having the disturbance we had like a we had just remodeled the kitchen and we had removed flooring and put down new like slate flooring and there was a spot that when you walked through this area it was cold and there was always it always looked like the slate was wet in this spot like i would scrub it I would put cleaner on it. I would dry it with a hair dryer and it was always wet. It looked like it was always wet. And that was where the weird, weird spot was. And, and Oliver, my, my older dog would go out in the middle of the night, about two, three o'clock in the morning, almost every night. And he would sit in front of where this spot was and he would look above it and he would growl at it for hours and hours and hours. And I couldn't sleep. And she came and she like met this entity that was in the house and we had disturbed him because we had remodeled and messed up the house. And how dare you? She released him and she was like, this is what you need to do. And there's a portal here. And I was just like, this was all new to me. I was like, I, okay, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> the spot went away, the cold wobbly part in my kitchen the the air there totally fixed the dog never ever even looked at that area of the kitchen again and uh yeah it was pretty cool but she was amazing she was amazing yeah she was definitely an interesting lady yeah mm. yeah i'm having the when i said i met my friend today for lunch it was to talk to her about doing some research um for some properties that 
uh, my mother and father lived in when they were kids because I'm it's going to be included in this book that I'm writing. <laughs> uh, I can't take myself seriously, but uh, one of the things that I want researched is to find out the name of the kid that my father's house, the house he grew up in, there was a kid that committed suicide and oh. I felt um, compelled. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I had some really interesting experiences in that house and with this mm-hmm. kid. And it was actually Carrie who said that I had um, the spirit of a of a boy attached to me. She's like, it's not in a bad way. They're just attached to you. They just glommed onto you at some point and they follow you around. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure it out, like who this kid would be. But then recently I was thinking about him, like maybe it was that kid from that house. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to find out who he was so that maybe I can do some kind of, um, I don't know, work for him to move him along if he hasn't moved completely along or at least acknowledge him. and his. Well, and to preface this, neither one of us has seen Carrie in probably 18 years. Yeah, yeah. It's she been a was long like, time. She was just in and out of the lives. <laughs> but at the same time, she's still, she's marked us right yeah yeah in a good way in a good way she was an incredible soul yeah she was she was indeed so do you have any plans for this particular moon yeah i think i have to have some plans for this particular moon um (laughs) you know uh the 16th um we just got invited out on the 14th for a double valentine's date um to go out for fancy dinner and um so um that's a couple days before but i think i'm probably gonna go out hopefully hopefully it will be not a cloudy night um go out in the back and and do some stuff maybe light some sage and sit down and um meditate for a little bit i think release Mm -hmm. some stuff i mean this is happening this is happening in the morning so you know for me this is gonna be close to lunchtime so it could be a good way to to spend my lunch outside hopefully and just kind of just sit there and i just think it's it's specifically on top of my moon so i think it's it's a kind of a big i think it's kind of a big deal for me yeah i'm agreeing with you i might just be out there crying Corey, to be quite frank because i think it's going to be an emotional emotional day for me that's a perfect full moon perfect full moon activity if you ask me crying is cleansing i spent yesterday was my dad's birthday and i spent the whole day crying all day crying i mean i had to literally go out and buy artificial tears because i had run my eyeballs so dry that my eyelids felt like sandpaper it was the worst do you do you did you feel him did you feel him with you or did you oh yeah yeah i still feel him with me we hang out (laughs) oh that's cool yeah um but yeah it, you know it was it actually was surprising how hard it was because i was like oh whatever you know i felt like i was doing pretty good i mean i still pretty much every day wake up and cry because it's like oh yeah my dad's not here anymore and i'm hoping that finishes soon because that's a shitty way to start your day fyi well but it- <laughs> you know i i grew up not i never lived with my father and we really didn't have much relationship till i was in my 30s but I admit, I don't miss my mom, but boy, I miss him. Cause I could just call him and say, he was the, he was a chef and I could just call him and say, we used to play this fun game where I'd be like, okay, I've got it. I've got 
half a chicken. I've got a zucchini. I've got an onion and some mushrooms. You know, what should I make? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we used to kind of, then he would talk to me the whole time I was cooking. And it was just kind of like, I could do that with anybody else but him. And even though we weren't um, close when I was growing up, we had really strange idiosyncrasies, like things that we just like, we had similar tastes in like food and we had like, like the same kind of beer. I mean, things that like he never showed me or taught me things that I would have, we would not have experienced together. But then when we were together, we were like, we liked the same stuff. It was yeah. weird. It was like the nature nurture thing, right? Right. So it was yeah. just kind of interesting to, it, it, it's almost like, not, you know, it's almost like, I don't know what it feels like to be adopted, but I, it's, I imagine this is what it's like when you find your real birth father <laughs> and yeah. you like, you find out all this stuff about you that you're not really sure where it came from. And it's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah. I, I get that. I, I miss him. And every once in a while I'll see something that reminds me of him or something and it, it makes me a little weepy. I'll be like, Hey dad, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I would miss him. I didn't, I really didn't, but I do. Yeah. I knew I would miss my dad. So I'm just wondering, it's like, okay, well, at some point I'd like to just wake up and not cry. That'd be great. And I mean, it's not like, you know, I start bawling, but it's like, I cry for a minute and then I get up and go to the bathroom and start my day. Well, <laughs> you know, it hasn't been very long, babe. You just got to give yourself no. some time, you know, give yourself yeah. some time. Yeah. But it, anyway, the, the point being it's, it's after a day of like full on crying all day long, it's, I felt good. Like I had released something. So the, yeah. the, it did its job. It did its job. The artificial tears helped too. Cause, oh my God, have you ever cried your eyes dry? Yes, I have. I, oh I, actually, I actually have, I actually have chronic dry eye, which I don't know why. Cause that, I, that just start something new for me. And, um, me too. Mm -hmm. and oh out. my gosh, it's like, I, if you cry a lot, it's they're gone. Like there's nothing left. And then it's like, I'm literally, if you don't have like refresh drops or something, it's like, I'm in the bathroom, like, you know, cupping my hand and like sticking my eyeball in the wall. It's just, mm -hmm. it's yeah. excruciating. So, um, the doctor, I, the doctor, I just went to the eye doctor for it and they gave me these little like hot packs for your eyes that you like warm yeah. up in the microwave. And, um, but I have found that there are gel drops now for eyes that are mm -hmm. um they coat your eyes they say they have nanotechnology so there could be like little oil bugs in them i don't know but um when i put it on it lasts longer so they do help and i and i got blue blockers on my glasses so you can see my glasses now have like a blue sheen and they have actually really helped my eyes because i'm on the computer a lot and the glare is apparently a dry dries out apparently I didn't know. Maybe that's what's going on with my eyes too. Cause yeah, I had a, a doctor appointment earlier this week and they said the same thing. I was like, and then and I had expressed, like I had this experience at my parents' house after my dad passed, where I woke up one morning and it was like, Oh God, like I couldn't keep my eyes open. Yeah. It hurt so bad. And he's like, well, your eyes are a little bit dry. And that's sure enough. They are. It's such a joy to age, isn't it? <laughs> it's so weird. I mean, it's such a weird, like, 
Why your eyeballs dry out? Like I, a lot of it I could understand, but come on, you know, I'm hydrated. I started doing all this really (laughs) weird research and they were like, you should never tight line your eye, like the waterline of your eye. Ew. I don't, ew. Uh, Which I I don't really, I don't really, (laughs) but they say there's all these oil glands on the inside of your eye. And when you put stuff on your waterline, it, it keeps them from expressing the oil that goes, it's supposed to go into your eye. And I was just like, why does nobody tell you this stuff? I don't know, but waterline eyeliner bugs me anyway. No offense to ever, anybody, everybody that does it, but I think it makes your eyes I used look to smaller. Have a, I used oh. to have a friend and she would take the Maybelline eyebrow pencil in black and she would burn it with a, a lighter and then she would put it on the, she, I mean, you know, that was like, I don't yeah, the burning with the uh, the burning with the eyeliner the uh, was a thing. That was a thing yeah, back in the day. Yeah, it's like whoever Why? invented that. That just sounds well, like well, that's because yeah, like well, because that's when you use cheap eyeliner or whatever, like Maybelline or something. It's too hard. You got to go spend the money, get yourself some Urban Decay. <laughs> yeah, so basically, you're like melting that wax onto your eye where it will stay forever. Yeah, I just, it makes my eyes water and hurt just when I'm looking at people with the water. But now I wonder, like, she's like older now. I don't, don't, I'm not friends with her anymore. So I have lost touch with her, but I'm like, does she have chronic dry eye because of that? I bet she does. (laughs) I bet she does. Poor thing. Oh my God. Because I didn't do that and I have chronic dry eye. It's like, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because when I asked the doctor well, about it, I was like, is that true? And she's like, oh, yes, never try to tight line your eye. And I was like, <gasps> just don't do it anyway. I'm not a fan of that particular look. Oh, but no, you know, one of the everybody things, can take offense. <laughs> one of the things that I, I think goes with this moon is the fact that if you've noticed, I think, you know, more and more you see people really going more for a natural look anyway, like like the no makeup makeup or no makeup at all kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that's because a lot of us aren't going into an office anymore into a corporate setting. But I also think, you know, that has a lot, that's kind of feels Leo to me because Leo's always about the kid. Right. And it's Mm kind of like, I kind of, I kind of love that. So I'm curious, I'm curious about that energy. And I think it's very, very Leoness, right? To do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like this full moon energy. It's like letting go of artifice. Van- yeah. Let go of your vanity and embrace your beauty, which is like what, you know, I love that people are letting their hair grow out. I love that, you know, the color or whatever. I love that people are like, I, you know what? I'm not going to get Botox. I don't need it. I, you know, and not that there's anything wrong with it, but there's something, there's a power in owning yourself exactly how you are. And I, and I love that that's happening. I think that that's very powerful Leo stuff. Well, you know, when I think of people that I think are really beautiful, like I love Judy Dench. I think she's so adorable. She's got the cutest little face. And she's, you know, she's got the wrinkles and she's got, and but she's just so adorable. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, my grandmother had like, her skin was so soft, but she had a ton of wrinkles, but she, her, I just remember her skin being so soft. And I was just like, you know, she earned all of those smile lines. You know what I'm saying? Those are like, I just can't, I mean, I, I look at some of these people 
And there's like a new filter out. Have you seen it? What you'd look like with Botox and fillers. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it's so scary. Um, because you're just like, it's just like not normal. It just does look, yeah. looks so strange. Yeah. And I, do, I don't know. I'm a terror. I'm terrified of needles. I'm like, I wouldn't want people's. I'm just a chicken. So I, it's not happening. Yeah. I'm just, I just don't care. Well, you know, I just I mean, don't care. You, you don't, <laughs> if I, I was, don't, I, I look at you and you don't have wrinkles. I don't see any wrinkles. I do. I do. And you know, if I were to lose weight, I'd have huge wrinkles on the sides of my face, but since I'm plump, <laughs> I, well, I that, that plump. is the nice thing about having a few extra LBs is it, it keeps that cherubic yes yes, structure going (laughs) it puts some adipose tissue in my cheeks yes i mean people Um, literally pull that shit out of their ass and squirt it in their cheeks anyway so that is so disgusting it's true it's true well i mean yeah it's yeah you've got to say something about you got to say something more about hair because you love the leos and the hair I know you. Yes, do. my Leo daughter has a head full of hair, and she's so yes. cute with it. Um, but yeah, I don't, what's to say? Everybody that I know that's got any significant Leo stuff has got solid, got hair. solid hair. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. hair. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful hair. I yeah. love too that that black women are letting their hair go natural and embracing that more, and that people yeah. are standing up for saying like, you know, there's nothing wrong with with natural hair. Don't try to look white. That's boring. <laughs> well, and it's like, you know, I, I watched something recently where the woman was talking about going natural with her hair and how, you know, she, even as a child, you know, getting burnt with the, the comb that they would heat up on yeah. the stove because her mother was insistent that she, in order to be passable in, at work and school, she had to have straight hair. I'm like, oh my God, that's yeah, terrible. Yeah. It is terrible. And that's a lot of damage you do to your hair. And I mean, I have curly hair and I have never liked my curly hair, but it's because it's not curly enough. It's like the in-between curly hair. It's like if it was just a little, and I have one side of my head that's curlier than the other. (laughs) So it's not uniform curl. If I had a cute little Afro, I'd be rocking that bitch. But yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. But now you see so many people rocking curly hair and i'm just like yes 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 and there's a lot more education around how to take care of hair and, and well i don't straighten and... my hair anymore i used to straighten it and i don't so it's so kind of dry yeah i it you know i just it, it yeah i put some stuff on it to make it not so curly but it it's it's always got some curl in it and i don't i'm i'm okay with it now i used to really I used to want it like share hair, you know, like straight share from the seventies hair. I think that's so perfect because people with straight hair like that want curly hair. People with curly hair want straight hair. It's like, just have your hair and fucking love it. I don't don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, and I'm one to talk because I, I mean, I have, it's, I've had a, I have had a long relationship of hardship with my hair because it's never been what I wanted. And it's always, you know, I've always looked at people with 
big hair and thick hair and curly hair and been like, I want their hair, not my hair. So is boring. that is that the Leo thing? Like you want Leo hair? Is that what you would have been for? I want I would love, love, love Leo hair. I think in a past life I must have had really good hair because there's my soul is like, no, 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 this is not my hair. <laughs> but you know, um but you know, I've I've been working on like falling in love with my hair because it's mine. I gotta own it and love it. And the it's I think just even the act of um envying other people's hair. My hair is like, well, fine. I'm not gonna get any better if you keep loving other people's hair. I love your hair, Corey. I'm like, okay, fine, hair. I'll do well, that. Well, I'm thinking about I'm starting to get gray hair. And it's not enough to be marked, right? But I'm kind of like wondering, it's like I see a lot of people who actually go in and have their hair colored gray so that they don't have to go through the pain of growing it out. And I'm thinking probably not this year, probably not for a while more, but you know, my mom was like probably in her 60s, mid 60s when she went all gray um but her hair was pixie she had a pixie it was really short so it wasn't a big deal and a couple haircuts and it was you know gray hair yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'm but i i kind of like that kind of dig that kind of gray hair thing but i i don't think i'm ready for it yet but i think that since we have the technology um if i'm if it's if it's getting there where I've, i i sometimes have a halo around my face where it's starting to get lighter and lighter right so I'm thinking once it gets gets really prominent, I'm probably just going to go in and see if they can color it gray. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You can always just color it again, you know? And as people are like, well, it makes me look so old. Well, it's like, if everybody looked like that, would you look old? <laughs> we just got to get, we got to get everybody so, on board. I'm not so worried about looking old, I guess. I don't know. I think I'd be worried if I felt old. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I think is ridiculous, people like everybody knows how many people dye their hair. So if it's all of a sudden 30 and 40 year olds start showing up with gray hair, look, we already know you've got that gray hair and your color in your hair. Why don't you just be that? They're already then... doing it. They're already doing <laughs> it. It's like um, my friend's niece, she's in her thirties. Her name's Mary Lamb. And uh, they're very Catholic. I think, we, and, I think we've talked about Mary Lamb. Yeah, before. Mary Lamb. And she's the sweetest. She's just adorable. But she is on this kick right now where she wants the white blonde hair. And it's like, it's basically like over frosted hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not gray and it's not blonde. It's just it's like white. White. And it, yeah. it it's like, even if it was gray, there would be some you know, darker, it just would have some dimension. It has no dimension yeah. and she is crazy about it. And I'm just like, yeah. that really, that really ages somebody, I think. Cause yeah. it has no it's dimension, like, it has no low lights in it at all. It's all just white hair. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you're gonna do that, you need to do some kind of like gloss on top of it or something to give it luster. Cause well, and I at think, some point you know, it's just so flat and boring. Well, and she's real fair. She's fair and freckled and she's a, she's a natural redhead. And it's just kind of like, if, if you had a, uh, you know, a really dark tan, or if you were darker skinned or olive skinned or something, it would kind of counteract the, the white, 
but it's just it's just so white it just though she's completely all of it and she's so beautiful i'm just like why are you making your hair white it's so white we all go through phases jennifer yeah i know <laughs> i've done some stupid i've done some stupid i mean my hair has been every color under the, the sun so yep yeah yep yep all right well anything else about this moon that's that's noteworthy before we wrap up i think we can't not talk about uh saturn um you know saturn is going to be squaring cassandra who's moving her you know moving her tush tush through taurus and um he's also going to be uh, sextiling medusa so there's something about you know cassandra is kind of about uh precognition and it's about in taurus it's about your things and so it's kind of like one of those times where you really need to pay attention to your gut because the, the things that you think are going to be the things that you're manifesting. And with a square, with that squaring energy, that fixed squaring energy, you might be stubborn about making some changes to regulate that energy. The Saturn, uh, Saturn is almost exactly, he's going to be at 17 degrees and 22 minutes. Medusa's in, in Sagittarius, she's at 17 degrees and 23 minutes. So Medusa represents transformation through fear. And she's only three degrees away from the great attractor, which is at 14 degrees of, of Sagittarius. So that is also a place in the universe where there's a lot of psychic, magnetic, radioactive, you know, channeling energy. And so I think that that can't be ignored. I think that that is about transforming something for your future and it's going to impact your things, whatever those things may be. Yeah. And so, you know, you want to look and see where Sagittarius is ruling. You want to look and see where Aquarius is ruling. I mean, with us heading into uh, it, being in Aquarian season, you should absolutely know what's going on in Aquarius. And of course, Taurus. I mean, Taurus is busy, is a busy place uh, right now, especially with Uranus and the, uh, you know, and Sedna's in there too. We haven't talked about Sedna in a long time, but Sedna's in there and she's opposing the South Node, conjunct the North Node right now. Say more about Sedna. Well, you know, um, she it's the inuit i think it's the inuit legend and she's the the she was a princess and she was there's different there's different legends about her but the main one is that she was um basically given you know her father gave her away to this man to marry for the tribe and some in some he in some things he's a dog and other things he's abusive and then her dad, you know, her something happens and she, she, her dad, like there's another version of legend where her dad, like actually basically throws her over the boat to save himself. But the long and short of it is that she goes down into the ocean and all of her appendages, like her fingers, her toes, her legs, her arms, they become the creatures of the sea. And of course they are the things that feed the people. So it's kind of weird, kind of gross, but kind of awesome. And really Sedna for me is about, 
you know, having the things that you need to survive and being in Taurus, I think that's compounded, right? And so again, with North node opposing the South node, it's like, what do you really need, right? What do you need to be happy? What do you need to be content? Do you need two cars? Do you need a big house? Do you need a fancy job? Do you need more freedom so that you can travel? Do you need, you know, what do you, what do you need? Because I think we've spent so much time trying to figure out what everybody tells us we need to be successful. Just like we talked about with Leo, it's like, do we need to have Botox? Do we need to color our hair? Do we need right. to do those things? Or are we- Do we need to that? figure out what we're going to do when we grow up? Or can yes. we do things? <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think it's more about, um, I think, I think our, our resources are going to be changing. And if we try to live in a world that's more equitable and, and we're sharing the resources and the things that we have with others in a fair and equitable way, um, that shifts, that's a paradigm shift. It's like, do we keep up with the Kardashians? No, we don't. We live like the people we are. You know, one of the phenomena that I, I think is like a Kardashian phenomena, which has pretty much been going on for the last, you know, 15 years. I mean, they've been on TV for forever. It's like everybody, everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people, they have, they get pregnant and then they get married. I did that. Yeah. But I, I, I think, you know, that's a change in our society and seeing them doing it on television. I had a gal who worked for me years ago and, um, you know, she got pregnant. They weren't engaged or anything. I mean, they ended up getting married and having two kids, but I just remember saying to her, I'm like, you're not a Kardashian. I said, you know, these people have millions of dollars in the bank. They have people working for them to support them and help them. They've got people that I said, it's very different in the real world where the rest of us live, where, you know, you know, you could lose your job. I mean, this was a long time ago that that wouldn't happen now, but you could lose your job for being single and pregnant in a corporate environment. I mean, you know, and so, or at least you would lose the lose a lot of potential because then you become a higher risk employee or something. Exactly, and I mean, you know, in. and I was like, you know, it's not, it's, it's just, it's not cachet just to go out and get, you know. <laughs> and and I yeah. remember one of the gals in the in the office said to me, she goes, "I thought you would be more open about this." And I said, "I'm. It's not that I'm judging her about it. I'm just showing her that in the world she's trying to operate in and support her." child in that doesn't that's not a friendly place for that and i said i will advocate for her but i'm working against the system because the system isn't set up like that and that's a very different now i mean that was a long time ago but i mean that's obviously how you make change but that's kind of like this whole thing it's like we see things we see people you know and you know you know, people in the entertainment industry are creations. You know, people in the magazine covers, they're not even perfect. They still tweak them, you know, and then we think that yeah. that's normal. It's like, no, it's like, you know, it's like whenever I see like a normal person, like that has like wrinkles and saggy boobs and like, you know, that's like, it's like when you see boobs that don't look like they're hung on a chest, 
that's because they're normal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I can't remember the movie, but I remember it was like Sarah Jessica Parker and Steve Martin. I think it was, um, oh, something in LA. I can't remember, but he was dating her and he was like feeling her up and he's like, She's like, why do your breasts feel weird? And she goes, because they're real. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like kind of like that. It's like we've lived in this world for so long where it's like all of those things are available to us now that used to be only available to a very small group of people. And so all these people are living their lives, you know, shooting up their face and, you know, doing all these things to themselves. And it's like, you know. What, I mean, I'm not saying don't take care of yourself or do things you want, but what if you just look like yourself? What if then everybody else would be free to look like themselves? Let's all start a revolution. It's well, it's really back to Leo. It's about, you know, self-concept and, and, and having confidence in yourself and knowing that you're enough, right? Leos always want to be liked. So they'll go out of their way to be liked, right? They'll go out of their way. They'll give you the shirt off their back, but it's because they just want you to like them. So it's, it's, you know, yeah. yeah. And it's like, everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be understood. Everybody wants to matter. We all want the same basic things. So I think this Leo moon is an opportunity to release some of that stuff that we're holding on to. There could be some some little miracles that come out of it with this Jupiter and Uranus. There could be some big losses too with with the Venus and Mars conjunct. There could be people breaking up for maybe they're with somebody for really shallow reasons and they're just like, you know what, that just doesn't work for me anymore. I'm not gonna stay with this anymore. I gotta get out of that. Somebody must be cooking something in my house, either that or it's on fire. Let's go. Okay. It smells like burnt toast. Anyway, we should probably wrap things up so I can. Yes, Corey's house is on fire. <laughs> Let's hope not. Well, Leo is Let's a fire sign. Yes, well, Leo can keep its fire. I don't want So, one more time 27 degrees, 59 minutes of Leo. This is happening at 8 56 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 11 56 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This will be an interesting full moon and yeah, you should it, it will be. definitely let some stuff go salt and sage it baby yeah and sage it <laughs> for sure all right well everybody have a good good time thank you for listening we'll be back i don't know in a couple of weeks to talk about uh both of the the moons happening on the pisces virgo axis yes. um that's a big axis for us Yes, it is. It is. It uh, is. Oh yeah. boy. I haven't even looked. I haven't looked ahead. When I looked at the chart for this moon, I was like, oh crap. I'm glad that I had a reason to look. Uh, yeah. So I encourage everybody to check their charts. Check your chart, salt and sage it. Yeah. Yeah. And until next time, I'm Corey Hawkins. I'm Jennifer Fox. And y'all stay curious.